1: Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast and I have a very special guest on the show today. Betsy Talbot of BetsyTalbot.com. Betsy, it's awesome having you on the show.
2: Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm glad to be here.
1: No problem. Super excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, I wanted to read a little bit more about Betsy so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Betsy helps businesses explain what they do so they can get more sales from the right customers. If you've ever wondered why people who obviously obviously need your services aren't buying, then you're in the exact, exactly the right place. Betsy is a bridge builder between customer problems and business solutions. And today she's going to tell us how we can make it easier for people to see the value in our offer and click the very important buy button. Betsy, are you ready to speak to the IMCEO CEO community?
2: I am ready.
1: Awesome. <laughs> Let's do it. So to kick everything off, I-, I wanted to kind of rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more about what got you started. Can you t- tell us your CEO story? We'll let you get started with your business.
2: All right, great. Well, um, my CEO started story is a little bit convoluted, but you know, I think that's true for a lot of people, especially if you come to be your own CEO at Midlife like me, Um, I've always been someone who can see opportunities and I've always been a bit of a risk taker, small ways, big ways, and I would much rather learn from failure than to live with regret. So I already had that going for me. So when I was 37 years old, my younger brother had a heart attack. And within a year later, a good, good friend of mine who was also 35 had a brain aneurysm. Now, both of these people recovered there. Everything was fine, but it, it brought up a lot of questions. And so my husband and I kind of looked at each other and said, you know, if we weren't going to make it to our 40th birthdays, what would we do different with our lives? And we both of course, wanted to travel, which was something we thought we'd have to wait for retirement for. So... Again, that whole see the opportunity, take the risk. Um, we decided to start saving and we saved money for two years, sold our house, sold our car, sold everything we owned and went traveling for four years. Nice. During that time, we started our own kind of lifestyle media business. We had a podcast, we had a bunch of other things going on. And I took a ton of training on how to better communicate what we were doing, how to make more sales, I really dove into that. And a lot of my entrepreneur friends started asking me for help. And what I found in pretty short order was that I loved the variety of helping all these other businesses more than I liked working on my same business all the time. And so it got to the point where finally my husband and I made the decision that we were just going to close down the business that we were doing. And I was going to hang out my shingle and see if this thing was going to work again, that whole opportunity risk thing. Mm -hmm. And I was shocked. It picked up right away and I was quickly earning more than we had been doing in our other business. And I think it just goes to show when you click into something that you're good at, that feeds you, that also helps other people, um, you know it's kind of hard to mess it up I mean I still mess up occasionally (laughs) don't get me wrong
1: No, we, we all definitely messed up, but there's definitely, you know, so much power in being in kind of that zone of genius, so to speak, where you are not only, you know, able to, to make an impact as you've been able to on your business, but I think being able to help out so many other people as well, too. And you start to know that because these things sometimes will take off, not because you haven't been working, um, you know, hard and you haven't been doing things, but because like, it's like that perfect kind of alignment. And when that happens, it just triggers that, that incredible kind of growth.
2: Well, it's, you know, there's not many times in life, I mean, I wish there were more times in life like this where you just really feel like you're you're tuned into to what you're supposed to be doing. You know, you can mm-hmm. feel the hum, you can just reach out and kind of just kind of touch the, the live wire and you, you know you're on it. And that's how I feel about this business and have since day one. And I'm, I'm really glad that I'm able to do it. I mean, I live in a cave house in the middle of rural Spain. And I am able to make a great living and really have a fulfilling life and still look outside and see sheep grazing in the pasture. So like for me, this is an ideal life and it's made possible because of the Internet and because of the way we work now and because I have a unique skill set to be able to offer to other people. So again, I just you know, it's that knowing that you're in the right place and it feels really good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I love that word that you said, you know, possible and, and the possibilities that sometimes we don't know are aware to us, especially due to the Internet and that we can, you know, live the life and rewrite our script, so to speak. And a lot of times, if you don't know that, if you don't hear that, um, you don't realize it's it's something that can be a reality. So that's why I love, obviously, that you're doing it, but as well that you're telling so many people how you've been able to execute it and be able to do it as well, too.
2: Yeah. Well, and let me tell you, I grew up in a small town in a very conservative background. So if I can do it, anybody can.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That's even more of a a reminder. So um, I know you touched on it a little bit. Can you take us through exactly like what you're doing with your clients? How do you serve your clients and how exactly that, that, uh, that process goes?
2: Well, generally, I help my clients explain what they do so that they don't have to compete on price. So they're competing on value. They're showing the kind of changes they can bring about for their clients. Uh, Normally, I work with B2B clients, manufacturing, engineering, although I do have a few law firm clients as well. And what I like about this is that we start from the business goal. You know, we start from you know, what is it that you're trying to achieve? And then we use content and automation and all kinds of, uh, you know, strategies to help accomplish those goals. We don't just say we need an email campaign or we need to update the website. It's all in service to a bigger goal. And I think that's kind of the head turner for a lot of my clients is that they look at that and they say, oh, well, I never thought about it that way. And in my way of thinking, there's no reason to create any piece of content or any marketing activity if it's not feeding the bigger goal, if it's not part of something. Otherwise, it's just busy work. And if you want to do busy work, you might as well get a job working for somebody else.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That, that, that makes so much sense. And I, and I love kind of, I think sometimes we can, you know, lose sight of that quote unquote North star, so to speak. And you can get caught in the kind of the day to day or even the shiny objects as well, too. It's like, oh, I heard that I need to do this, or I need to implement that or I need to do this. But if you're not really kind of keeping it, keeping alignment to that North star, you can get really lost and start, as you say, and doing that busy work that you could be doing for somebody else
2: exactly and you know this is the thing i think most people who have the idea of being a ceo whether you're still working on it or you know um you know you're already there you're in the corner office <laughs> you know whatever um mm-hmm. we don't want to do busy work we don't want to do somebody else's agenda of you know you have to stay here from 8 to 5 whether you have anything to do or not kind of a thing you know we all kind of want to you know make our own destiny and mm-hmm. so uh there's no room for busy work in that. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, I think that's like kind of a human thing. You you want to be a purpose. You want to feel like what you're doing is of value, um, as you said, as well, too. And I think the more that you're in alignment with that, the more you feel excited about, you know, every minute and every aspect of life because you know it's all for something that's sometimes greater than ourselves. Right. Awesome. 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 So I wanted to ask you now for what I call your secret sauce and it could be for yourself personally or your business, but what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? Uh,
2: Well, the thing that sets me apart from other people who do what I do, which most of them would call themselves a copywriter or a marketing strategist. The thing that sets me apart is that I do have quite a bit of a business background. You know, I didn't get into this until mid midlife. <laughs> and so I have a lot of business background. So when I'm talking to a CEO or a founder or, you know, uh, an executive, I can speak the language that they're that that they're talking about when they're talking about their goals and the things that they want to do with their business. And I can tie what I do to those goals so that they can clearly see it. And that's something that not every uh, person who does what I do, uh, they don't have that background. So when I'm able to do that, it helps me Um, it helps me forge relationships at a higher level and with maybe bigger businesses than than an indie person like me would normally be able to attract. And that's what I like about it. And it's probably why I end up working with so many manufacturers and engineers and lawyers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted Mm -hmm. to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient?
2: Well, I am the boundary queen. Mm. So this is a funny thing to say because most people think that it's counterintuitive, but this works so well. I stop work every Thursday afternoon and I do not work. I do not check email. I do not check LinkedIn. I do not check anything until Monday morning. Mm. now i'm not saying everyone should do that what i'm saying is that if you don't set boundaries for yourself as a ceo you will not have the energy for the long run
1: awesome 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 so now i wanted to ask you for what i call a ceo nugget so that could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice or something you might tell yourself if you were to hop into a time machine
2: oh wow this is a good one uh you should always know way more about your market and your customers than they know about you. Mm-hmm. If you do not know them inside and out, you cannot serve them. You cannot make sales, you cannot make money, you cannot grow your business if you don't know. So I see so many times when clients come to me and they want to basically have a one-way conversation, you know, broadcast out how great they are, all the things they can do. And again, there's, there's a place for that obviously, you need to put your credibility out there. But if you aren't spending at least as much time, if not more time, getting to know the pains, the goals, the feelings, the the changes of your clients, then um, you know you're in a bad place. You know, right now as we record this, we are in the midst of most of us quarantining for the coronavirus, and what I'm seeing from a lot of clients is they're not adjusting their messaging at all. They're not looking at how their clients lives have changed everyone's lives has changed so even if your offer hasn't necessarily changed the messaging around it probably should
1: yeah absolutely because time is one of the most precious gifts that we all have so um i now wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question which is the definition of what it means to be a ceo and we're hoping to have different quote unquote ceos on the show so betsy what does being a ceo mean to you
2: Let's see, Uh, being a CEO means identifying opportunities and taking calculated risks and being comfortable with doing that. And this is why I, I mentioned at the top of the show, taking those risks every single day in small ways Makes you prepared for those bigger risks when something comes along and you know it's there, you no longer have to freak out, like, Oh, can I do this? because you've done it a hundred times in small ways before. So, to me, being a CEO is being a leader, and you can't always play it safe, and you do have to take risks, and you do have to fail and learn from those failures. So, being a CEO is not the kind of thing where you know, all of a sudden you're there and you're at this position and you do everything right going forward and you play everything safe. It should actually be the opposite of that. You're a leader. You're someone who's trying to do something in this world, whether you're a one person shop or a big organization. And if you really want to leave your mark, you're going to have to embrace some opportunities and take some risks and recognize that you're going to fail and be okay with that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You have to make sure that you definitely you know, respect the process. And it kind of sounds like you're, you're talking about, and definitely correct me if I'm wrong, like it's kind of a muscle. As you said, you have to take yes. those small risks and kind of see things turn out great. Sometimes they don't turn out not so great. They don't turn out great. Um, but you still have to continue to kind of flex that muscle so that when that opportunity comes, you're in, I guess, shape, so to speak, so that you're able to kind of make those decisions.
2: Well, you know, I talked earlier about being the boundary queen whenever mm-hmm. I said I you know, don't work on the Friday, Saturday and Sunday. But the boundary is also when you become really comfortable doing things, your playing field, your boundary of, of risk uh, and, and ideas uh, is so much bigger because you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're strengthening in it every day, just like going to the mm-hmm. gym. And so once you have that, you'll, you'll be amazed to see how many more opportunities you see on a given day, week, month, year, than you do when you're playing really small and trying to keep it safe and you know not ruffle any feathers.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Not <laughs> risk the... looking bad. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. And understanding that's part of the process as well too is, is definitely a huge thing. And when you're able to kind of be in that zone, as we kind of talked about that position of power uh, provides some really phenomenal things. So. Etsy, truly appreciate that definition. I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you want to let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you're working on.
2: Well, I love what you're doing here, Gresh, and and everyone is the CEO of their own business. And one thing I'd like to leave people with is to know that there is no certification or test or permission being granted to you <laughs> to be a CEO. You just get to jump in and do it and you don't have to be perfect and you are going to make mistakes. And, you know, the goal is to make yourself comfortable with this role and you can do that whether you are a CEO now or whether it's still a few years down the road for you. But the biggest tip of all is that you should be CEO of your life. Whether you ever take this into a business uh, perspective or not, once you take control that way of your life, you'll see it go off in all kinds of crazy directions. and. You may end up in the middle of Spain surrounded by sheep like I am. I don't know, but <laughs> I couldn't have predicted how my life would have turned out, but I can tell you I'm not mad about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it, you shouldn't definitely be mad. And I think you want to be able to, to make sure that you are flexing those muscles and you are taking those risks, uh, no matter what your quote unquote position is, but you are the CEO of your life and you can kind of paint the picture of your life and how you want it to be.
2: Right. Well, people can find me at betsytalbot.com, and if you go there at betsytalbot.com/shop, you'll find that I have a couple of uh, DIY resources. One of them is a template kit on how to write a welcome series for your visitors and it helps to tie what their pain points are with what you offer. Cause I know lots of people struggle with making that connection. And then the second one is a case study kit. So if you ever wanted to have your customers brag about you, this tells you exactly who to pick and why and what questions to ask and how to write it up and everything. And both of those are at pay what you can pricing. So if anyone's interested in that, hop on to Betsy slash shop
1: awesome 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 thank you so much again Bessie. we will have the links and information in the show notes just so that everybody can do that and i appreciate that reminder as well too again going back to why we do what we do to try to solve problems it doesn't sometimes matter how well you can do it if you can't communicate it so i i I appreciate you for creating that kind of easy button i guess you can call it to make it a little bit easier for us in in our lives so appreciate you and i hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day
2: thank you